you, Doug? I'm good, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Last week here in Spain, we're going home next Tuesday. So mm-hmm. um, it's a bit uh, mixed feelings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine it's not the best time to come back to Sweden. No. I have to hang up your surfboard for the for the winter. Yeah, probably for the year when I think about it. I, we don't yeah. have any more surf trips planned this year. Mm. So, yeah, we'll uh, use make the most of this last week here. So, uh, in today's episode, we're going to talk about specifically content boards, which is a uh, one part in in the full content process that we kind of designed by Zuma and that we do internally and implement externally as well for our customers. Yeah. So I think that could you start with just briefly going through the content process? Yeah, sure. So the the process that we follow at Zuma when we create content is fairly logical really. I don't think it's too revolutionary. You know, you and me are part of the content team here at Zuma, which is the smallish group of people who actually create content on a regular basis and we have a content team meeting every week and we speak about what we're working on and we share tips, you know, and it's kind of a opportunity to, you know, trade ideas and, and get some help from the other members. Um, then aside from that, we also have regular content creation meetings where we book five, six people in Zuma for a couple of hours and there we just focus on creating content, which is a good way of getting the volume of content that you actually need and then usually when we work with customers also, we, we do a lot of ghostwriting. So obviously, since we're not experts on the products and solutions that our customers provide, then we need to speak to experts at uh, those companies to get the information we need. And then, you know, we write the article from that. And then we have a kind of review process with the, the expert themselves where they get the first draft and they can leave feedback and, and get back to us. Then when we've created content, we have a content review process. We actually have a meeting later on today for an hour where we you know, gather a group of people at Zuma and we basically just proofread the content that's going to be published in the coming week just to make sure that there's no errors and there's no mistakes anywhere and we haven't presented something in a bad way or anything like that. And then after that, we publish. And, and when we've published all our content, obviously we have to follow up on it and see what articles are being read and, and what the response has been and, and what topics seem to be performing well and what topics we need to write about a bit more and so on. So that's a, I think it's a fairly standard process that I'm sure a lot of companies that produce content use. You know, it's, it's, it's a, a team of content creators who create things together in a collaborative way and, um, and then review each other's work uh, and follow up and, and get to improve the whole thing over time. But, but the thing that we're going to speak about today is the content board, which is kind of the central pillar of the whole process, I suppose. Yeah. And it might sound complex when when you don't have anything to look at it. Just uh, listen to, to the process. So we're going to publish an illustration of this process on our Instagram today, Zuma underscore and underscore friends, where you can follow the process that Doug just went through. But yeah, what's the role of the content board in this process, Doug? Yeah, the content board is um, 
I don't dare to say that Zuma invented it. <laughs> maybe we did, or maybe we copied the idea from somewhere else. But um, I remember when I, I joined Zuma, we, this was a new thing for me. I had worked as a content creator in my old job as well, but we, we didn't have a group like the content board there. Um, and I remember when I joined, I was a bit confused. Like, what is a content board? I, I imagine like a kind of board on a wall, you know, where you write stick post-its with content ideas or something but it's, it's more like a board of directors you know like a, a board as in a group of people and the role of the content board is is kind of to give direction and guidance and input to the content team about what the content should be doing and who it should be aimed at and what challenges and problems and questions it needs to answer so for that reason you you kind of have to have a fairly diverse group of people to make up your content board obviously in our content team it's it's mostly just made up of content creators like the people who actually are doing the writing doing the videos podcasts and so on so there you know we're kind of more focused on the details of the content itself but the board is is a bit more general it's more of a kind of guiding force in the whole process so who, who who's the participants in a content board Zoom is a bit of a unique case because I suppose all the people in our content board also create content. You know, this in our content board we have Anders, Stellan, uh, Martin Ray, who themselves from time to time also write. But when we've worked with customers to establish content boards for them, then we usually say that um, as well as the content, a content creator or you know the kind of chief content manager who's responsible for the whole content team there needs to be people from a lot of other areas of the company so usually some kind of commercial expert is really important to have so someone who really knows a lot about the products themselves and what kind of what they're for basically what sort of problems they solve i also generally think is it's good to have people in the content board who are really close to the customers because of course the idea of, of all the content you produce is, you know, to reach out to, to people who, who either are already customers or people who are likely to become customers. So, you know, if, if you want someone who can guide the content team and give them, you know, relevant feedback about what the company's pool of prospects actually wants to hear about, then you need someone who's really close to them. So someone like a kind of sales sales manager, sales individual salespeople can, can be involved there. Service is is also usually a really good source of content board members, you know, because because really they're the ones who have the most contact with with customers, and they also you know all of their interactions with customers usually come up when something goes wrong. So that's quite a good insight into uh, the priorities and the challenges of customers. Yeah, exactly. And um, when I work with customers, which where we have implemented this way of working, we have uh, it differs a bit depending on uh, on the organization and, and how how they're working with their content. But uh, I would say that uh, the majority of the content boards I'm in for the customers consist of the people you, you mentioned here, content creators, content experts, and uh, commercial experts. And and what about the timings? How, how regularly should you have a content board meeting you think that our content board meetings happen uh, once every month 
So the last Wednesday of every month, we have it booked in like a whole year in advance, like a two hour content board meeting. I think that's probably a good, uh, good frequency for us. I believe some customers have them every two months. Um, I guess the important thing is, is, is that they should be spaced far apart enough that in between the content board meetings, you actually have time to do the things that you've yeah. planned. You know, if, if you say, okay, we'll have a content board meeting every three weeks, but you have a fairly slow tempo when it comes to content creation, then you're not really going to have much time to really do any of these these new ideas that have come up in the content board meeting during that time. So then you can't review anything, you can't follow up or develop further on those ideas in the meeting. So yeah, choose something that feels reasonable um, so that you actually have time to, to act on the advice from the content board. Yeah. And I think it's also important with uh, keeping up the engagement with the commercial experts that you don't have it too tight so that it just feels like a blah, blah, blah meeting. It's yeah. more, um, if you, like, I know some customers, we have it every quarter, for example, and then mm. we really have something valuable to discuss. And it, the time has gone that we have created all the content that was discussed there. Yeah. Exactly. I think it's easy if you have it too tight that it's, uh, yeah, too um, similar with the topics mm. you, you discussed. But, yeah, exactly. Uh, but as you said, it's depending on the, how your content creation, the tempo of your content creation. Yeah, yeah. And I was just wondering something now we're talking about this because I'm actually not involved in any content board meetings with our customers, just with the Zuma content board meeting. But what kind of things do you usually discuss in those meetings? Because, you know, for, for me, a good thing that I get out of our content board meetings is um, just, you know, ideas of, of what kinds of content we should be producing, you know, based on, based really kind of more on the priorities of, of the company, you know, and, and the direction in which we should be going. Like yeah. what, what kind of feedback do you get when you're it, sitting it, in these meetings with customers? Yeah, it, it varies uh, sometimes uh, between organizations. I One example is a company where we, once every second month, we we meet with the commercial experts, but they have a lot of different areas. So we have already prepared what kind of uh, a topic that uh, we know that these commercial experts are relevant in and that they can... Um, yeah, sharing insights with. So uh, so that we have decided in the beginning of the year that we should, during the year, we should have uh, six different topics. And then for each topic, we uh, put the agenda on the uh, content board, for example. So, um, so then the commercial experts for that area is there and we discuss about what uh, consumers, what their consumers are, asking about what is relevant uh, right now what do we want to uh, what kind of products do we want to um, sell at the end and uh, we come up with ideas for topics and then we in the content team take that to the next level looking at uh, at the the topics we talked about and uh, looking on this for the search volumes and then turning those into titles for articles kind mm. of okay but it's so good uh, input uh, it 
like without the content boards we wouldn't get those unique angles on different no. topics it's very easy to find relevant topic when you do a keyword analysis and so on because yep. it's information that's out there but you know really these niche knowledge and uh, a unique take on it which yeah uh, exactly i think is it's a good exercise to do for for any content creator really a, a b2b company um even if they do know quite a lot about the product like just as an example from my old job i was a content creator for a b2b company that made you know industrial products used in manufacturing fairly complex products but you know after six months or a year or something on the job i felt i had to you know i, I had a good understanding of the kinds of challenges that, that customers have and what our products did to solve those challenges and things um so you know writing about particular aspects of the industry was was not so much of a challenge for me but at the same time i just didn't have access to those kinds of interesting wider angles myself you know because i i wasn't meeting with customers daily yeah uh, you know i wasn't involved in the development of new products and stuff and uh, you know we still i still managed to find out those angles sometimes usually just when chatting to someone like there was one example there was i was just having a conversation with uh, a salesperson who i didn't usually speak to and he mentioned something about uh, this new kind of regulation that was coming in that was going to really affect our industry and have a big impact on our customers you know some kind of obscure eu regulation that you would never hear about on the news but was actually quite a big deal for our industry and you know i had no idea about that so but that wasn't a part of the content board i just kind of happened upon that topic you know as a, as a coincidence but for me it really would have been great to have you know those kinds of conversations scheduled like every month or every two months or something you know get a bit of feedback um in advance and i'm sure we could have uncovered a lot more topics like that quite quickly yeah and that's a typical thing that you would uh, talk about in a content board those small niche angles and things i think also um you've probably experienced this when you're working with customers but bringing in these kinds of experts and other commercial people from around the company who maybe usually don't really have much contact with the marketing department um it helps get them kind of engaged and involved and, and interested really in what is actually going on you know yeah that's a very important uh, thing of, of of it all it's uh that I mean, they are so passionate and engaged in, in their commercial offerings and products they work with. And now being able to, to talk about them, it uh, even if they they might didn't read uh, your blog uh, blog post before or so, but now like being introduced and being part of the process, they their interest and engagement really increases among the organizations and. Uh, the companies that have these content board, I've seen that uh, they evolve so much more and content becomes the core part which unifies uh, all the departments, which is really nice to see. So anything else, Doug, that we should talk about related to content boards? Do you have an... I don't think so. I think it's, it's um, people should really just try it out. You know, it's... It's it's not that difficult of a thing to implement, really. 
I mean, if your company creates content already, then you probably already have some kind of process in place for, you know, coming up with ideas and, and some kind of schedule for how often you produce content and how you review it and so on. Um, I don't think that part of the process needs to change so much to, to exactly how we do it. But um, I think everyone really would benefit from, you know, thinking of five, six, seven people in the organization who have a good knowledge about the industry, about customers, about the products, and who hopefully will also have some kind of interesting contributing to the content and, and making it better. And just, you know, booking an hour or two with them and, and starting your first content board meeting, really. See what kind of feedback you get. Yeah. That's a good closing words from Doug. He's got a good CTA, a good CTA at the end of the podcast there. Go out and do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So thank you, Doug. Thank you very much. Speak to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, thanks for listening to the Online Vacation Pod. Hopefully you enjoyed it. And if you did, don't forget to subscribe either on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or on SoundCloud. You can also use the RSS feed to listen through the podcast app of your choice. You can find it on zuma.se. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.